please speak the interpretation of this tongue for those of us who are not familiar with this tongue for us. All right. Hallelujah. He is my God. He is my God. He is the God of my fathers. He is the God of my fathers. His name is Jehovah. His name is the self-existent one. Jehovah, Jehovah, we honor you. We honor you. Amen. So we are simply acknowledging and declaring he alone is my God. He is the God of my fathers. His name is the self-existent one. 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 Yehovah. Amen. Amen. People of the living God. Bought by the blood. Redeemed. Set at liberty. Those who do know their God. Those who have a cause to rejoice. Those who have a reason to make some noise. Before you sit, I want to see who is not a soldier here. We are soldiers in the army of the Lord. Amen. Now, what I would like for you to do is different from what I taught you two days ago. When there is a gathering of the subjects of a king, and the king is approaching to take his place in the gathering, in various jurisdictions and different jurisdictions, there is a protocol for welcoming the king. 
In some places, you hear the horn, and the people rise up, and there are dances, and jumping, and clapping, and twirling, for Nana is coming. In other places, there will be a retinue of dancers preceding the king and they usher him in. But the jurisdiction one I want you to apply today, there is a trumpet that goes forth and the trumpet sounds and then there is a acclaimer who shouts and announces and declares and the announcer and the crier will say hail to the king and when he announces the king like that the multitude would also respond hail and he will shout again hail to the king and they will respond Hail. And he will do it a third time. And they will respond, Hail. But when he does it a fourth time, Amen. they respond four times, Hail, 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 as the king comes in. Amen. Are you here with me? Amen. I am excited because I have the uncommon privilege. I who was a nobody. I who amounted to nothing. I who could be called by no name. But the king chose to use me as his subject and his instrument. And we are gathered in the presence of the king. We are gathered in the presence of the king. We are gathered in the presence of the king. We are gathered in the presence of the king. So, for this moment, as a crier announcing to the subject that the king is entered and the king is here. I declare to you, hail to the king! Hail to the king! Hail to the king! Liberator of the Lord, people of the living God, soldiers of the army of the Lord, hail to the king! No matter the state of mind in which I am in when I come to their gathering, when I acknowledge my king in this way, then I have to speak tree. I get in the picture. Everything that seems to be an inhibition suddenly finds its way out of my system. Then my mind is free to concentrate. And my throat is ready to praise. 
And my feet are willing to dance. Amen. Because I'm in the presence of my king. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Okai and family. Amen. Ha. Where are you? <laughs> thank you for that. Amen. Amen. And thank you for your ministry. Amen. Praise God. I pray God that your life would continually be a sweet perfume that wherever you go the aroma of Christ in you would make people say, mm, what is that nice aroma? You are an aroma of Christ to our generation. When you know what you are and who you are, you function differently. When you know how strong you are, you function differently. When you know how rich you are, you function differently. And when you know how poor you are, you function differently. And you, when you know where you were taken from to where you have been placed, you function differently. You function differently. And in the midst of all of this, when you discover and understand that what he has made me, devil can't unmake me. Devil can't unmake me. He has the tricks to do it. He has the means to do it. But unless I allow it, he can't do it. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, we are an uncommon people, a peculiar people, a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. We have been set aside by God. We were fashioned in heaven. Created in heaven. Born in Ghana. For the world to enjoy. That we may bring glory to his name. Say hey. I am not ordinary. I am not. I am not. I am not. I am not. And you are not. We are not. We are not. So discover the protocol of the kingdom. Discover the protocol of the kingdom. Listen, let's face it. Let's face it. If any one of us here was to receive an invitation from Buckingham Palace, London. I guarantee you one of two things. 
the quality of the paper will not be common. The script of the writing will not be ordinary. For all you know, it might be typed with gold letters. And the envelope will not be common. And it will bear a seal of the Queen of Royalty from London. And the language, the language by which you are invited will not be common. We all speak English. But the English that will be on that invitation will be different. And when it is being delivered to you, depending upon the category in which you are placed, you will find that you will be called or somebody would come and say, please, you are requested to present yourself at the embassy, the high commission here, because of an important message. Amen. And because you have been so invited, you will be accorded an extraordinary respect and protocol and decorum. So you, you, you say, please, 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 because the queen has invited you. All that said, when you are handed the invitation, with it attendance, documents, and what not to be there, when you get there, despite all the respect given you, when you get there, you have to learn the protocol of the palace and Amen. function according to that protocol. But there is a greater one than the queen here. There is a greater kingdom into which we have been invited. This is the everlasting and eternal kingdom. The king of kings. The Lord of law, the creator of the ends of the earth, the great I am, he who pronounces a thing and it comes to pass, and we are his people. Now, whilst we rejoice about all of these things, it means, therefore, that your conduct and behavior should be fitting of such excellent kingdom. Your talk should be a hinfie talk. Your discipline should be a hinfie discipline. So they will not say, hey, this one, they belong to the royal house. Philippians chapter 2. And from verse 5. Madam, how are you today? I'm very good. Wonderful. How was work? Of course, very great. Are you okay? Yes. Refreshing to you. Yes. Refreshing to you. Yes. Strength to you. Amen. Thank you so I very much for your selfless interpretation. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Appreciate you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. Oh, Yehovah. Let this mind be in you. 
which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation taking on the form of a bond servant and coming in likeness of a man and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross therefore therefore God has also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every other name that at the mention of the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those things in heaven of those on earth and of those under the earth that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father and when he came to the earth though he was in the form of God he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Verse 5, 6, and 7. Verses 5, 6, and 7 form one part. They give account of the fact that when Jesus came, he began to empty himself of all divinity. Now people, you see, it is very easy for a human being who maybe you don't have much or you've fallen sick before or something like that to humble yourself. It's very easy. But for one who created the heavens and the earth, for one who said, let there be, and there was, for one who formed everything that you and I see today, and created men, and breathed into their nostrils the breath of life, and they became living beings, and Bible describes we human beings as worms and describes us as grass who today is and tomorrow is not now this great God this great God reduces himself and has to walk around like one of the grass he has created. And the other grass could not identify who it was that was walking amongst them. So for him to humble himself was a very, very hard and difficult thing. You see, I will plead with you, you take time and consider it in your own private time. Because reading two sentences in less than a minute is one thing. But understanding the divine processes that have gone on for God to shrink himself and be capsuled in human limited form so that as a baby he had to depend on another human being who held all things. All things are held at the power of his word. Amen. Scripture says, let this mind be in you. 
after he had done that, the second part from the verse 7b through verse 8, 9, 10, there is one thing that stands out. The quality of his obedience. Let this mind be in you. Be as obedient as Christ was. Obedience, obedience is the kingdom's protocol for carrying out kingdom business. Obedience is the kingdom's operation for transforming some people who were nobodies to become people who are somebodies. Obedience of the people of God is the gateway that allows God to come into the earth and to function legitimately. Obedience is a proof that we truly, truly, one, know God, and two, love Him. So when He came in as a man, in setting the example and the pattern of the life that those He was coming to redeem should live, he made himself like a born servant. And having been found in form as a servant, he became obedient. He became what? Obedient. Now, let us examine a little bit that obedience. Hebrews chapter 5. From verse uh, 7, or make it 6. Hebrews 5 from verse 6. As he also says in another place, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Who in the days of his flesh Say with me, flesh is weak. Flesh is troublesome. But flesh can obey. His spirit is willing. He says, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered our prayers and supplications with vehement cries, and tears to him who was able to save him from death. Do, do you see one of the, the, the pains of his heart? He was crying, God, if this death can pass. Because he had not experienced death before. He had not experienced sickness before. He had not experienced tiredness before. He had not experienced hunger before. He had not experienced confusion of mind before. 
Let alone stand in the presence of some people and desiring to do good, they insult him and call him names. He had not experienced that before. So, according to Isaiah 53, don't go there. According to Isaiah 53, that he went through all his griefs, uh, he bore our pains, our diseases, our griefs. He bore all of those things. And God walked him through as a human being in the earth through every single one of the challenges that any human being could ever face at any time. And being found in fashion, who was able to save him from death because of his godly fear. Verse 8. Though he was a son, Though he was a son, in other words, he had rights. He had privileges. He had rules that could have exempted him from certain things that he was subjected to. Though he was a son, though he was a son, yet, 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 he learned obedience by the things he suffered. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. He suffered certain things. Let us confirm this one. Please go over to chapter 12 and verse 1, 2, thereabouts. Of the same book of Hebrews. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Verse 2. Yes, he says, looking to Jesus. Yes, Christo. Let us that, that vision of how he did it be before our eyes. Let us have the mind of Christ. That is what will keep us. Looking to Jesus. Looking to Jesus. Looking to Jesus. Say to your friend, say to your friend, friend, say my neighbor, speak the English like I'm saying, say my neighbor, look to Jesus, look to Jesus, look to Jesus, ask your neighbor, do you know why? Because there is nothing, absolutely nothing that you would ever go through. That he doesn't know about. That's number one. Number two. There is nothing. Absolutely nothing. No problem. No challenge. That he has not already provided an answer for. I said there is no problem. There is no challenge. That he has not already provided an answer for. I can prove that to you from the scripture, but we'll go on. He says what? Looking to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him. 
He was looking at something. He was looking at an end product. And that gave him joy. He was looking in the midst of all the things he was suffering. He had his eyes on an unfinished point. And it gave him joy. And because of that unfinished point, he endured to the point of the cross. When they slapped him, he turned his eyes and his mind from the slap. He looked at the end. He looked at the end. He says, I'm here to finish this. My my father has a purpose. My father has an agenda. I will do it. No matter what it takes, I will go through it. I will obey. They may slap me, but I will obey. They may hate me, but I will obey. They will reject me, but I will obey. They may mock me, but I still will obey. They may call me names, but I will obey. They can pierce me, I will still obey. They can nail me on the cross. I will still obey. Amen. Because my father has an agenda. Amen. My father has an agenda. My father loves a certain people. He loves a certain people. And he is intended to redeem them from the clutches of sin. And from the clutches of the devil. And so I will go through this. I will go through this. I will go through this. So those people can become my brethren. I will go through it. For the joy that was set before him. 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 You are a joy of God. You are a joy of God. You are a joy of the Father. For the joy that was set before him. For the joy that was set before him. When he looked into generation after generation after generation. Everyone who would come to believe on the name Jesus, he says, I will do it. I will go through it. It does not matter what they do to me. I will still obey for the joy. For the joy. For the joy. For the joy. And he sat down at the right hand of majesty. Please go back to chapter 5 and verse 8 and 9. Though he was a son, yet learned he obedience by the things he suffered. Verse 9. And having been perfected. People, this is why we can follow his example. He was man. He was man. You see, we just read that at some point he, he desired to be delivered from death. He was man. He was man. He, he, when, when his soul came into the picture, when his body came into the picture, when he put his mind to it, the, the concept of death and separation from God, his father, from his other part, he, it, it could not be, he, he could not reconcile the two. So he said, ah, what, what thing is this that I am going to experience? He wanted to be withdrawn from it. 
He was a man acquainted with our griefs and with our sorrows. Yet God deemed him stricken. <laughs> and God looked at the offering of his soul and God was delighted. Nobody is requiring for anyone today to go to the cross. But to have the same determination of obedience that he had. This mind of Christ to obey is a mind that honors and gives glory to authority. Everyone who because of God begins to obey, you are honoring God. Now, there is a small twig between obedience and submission. There will be coming a time, like we have seen in some nations, where a certain authority, a certain power would arise and say to you, recant, say you don't believe Jesus anymore. And at that point, because you obey God, you will disobey that authority. But when the authority says we will put you in prison, you submit your body. You submit your body. This is the example of our brethren. After they have been captured by Nebuchadnezzar and taken to Babylon in Daniel, and as teenagers, they were raised up to become wise men in the council of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar sets out a law. Anyone who does not bow to this image, there is fire prepared for them. And the sound of music and drums and everything went on. And everybody healed Nebuchadnezzar. These ones said, Our knees don't bow down to man. Man. Our knees don't bow down to one. So we won't bow. Nebuchadnezzar was told, He said, Go and bring them. Go and bring them. And when they arrived in front of Nebuchadnezzar, people, you need to understand something. In those days, the king is the king, he is the law, and he is the judge, all in one. When he wants you dead, all he needs to do is just that small sign. Take him, take him away. 
And uh, soldiers and officers will look at him and he will do this. You know you are gone. There was no court to debate your case. There was no high court. No appeal court. No supreme court. You won't get four against five. He was the embodiment of all of it. When they came to him, he said, Is it true that you said you won't bow? I am prepared to spare you. I am prepared to spare you. The boys said, Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, don't waste your time, don't waste your time. This is not a matter to deliberate on. This is not a matter to argue about. This is not a matter to give us time to consider. We have already considered and we will not obey your command. Amen. And the boldness of these guys infuriated this man. He said, What? Heat up the fire seven more times. In those days, they had some science knowledge. There were chemicals you throw into an ordinary fire, and the heat just increases. And they had, they had a grand gathering to use them as an example. Oh, when men think that they have you in their pocket, God is about to show himself. Are you listening? Are you listening? For the one who is obedient, when men think that they have you in their pocket, then God is saying, okay, okay, okay. I would not have had this gathering like this, but because these ones had become bold and obedient, so this God have gathered to see what is going to happen. So they said, Take them over. So everybody was gathered. Nebuchadnezzar, his officers, they were all gathered. And then they told men, three young men. And to the fire. And they were watching. People from distant places. Have they put them in? Have they, have they put them in? Some were trying to climb trees. Zacchaeus started his ministry long before he appeared. Amen. And they bound them in their own clothing. And they took them. And they were taking them. <laughs> oh, because you are under the command of the king, Amen. the servants of the king had to obey. Amen. The mouth of the oven. Hmm. Fire feeds on two or three things. Fire feeds on oxygen. Fire feeds on any combustible material. And anything will burn if there is enough heat. Three things. So as they were getting to the mouth, all the oxygen at the mouth of the oven was going. 
it was going to feed the fire. The men who were going to throw them in were not having oxygen. The heat was so intense. The floor was so intense. Their shoes and boots were burning. So by the time they finished, they said, hurry up, hurry up. Get rid of these people and they put them in. They could not retreat their steps. They died at the mouth there. Outside the fire. Outside the fire. But those who were thrown into the fire, those who were thrown into the fire, there was something that was being revealed. Nebuchadnezzar was waiting to hear a scream. He was waiting to hear a cry. He was waiting to hear. And there was silence. So he turned to look into the fire. But as he looked into the fire, he thought he wasn't seeing right. Because sometimes the heat rays can create double vision. He said, ah. So he turned to one of his officials. Did we not put three men bound into the fire? He says, but I see four. I see four. I see four. I see four. And he said, the heathen king, the man who did not know God, he said, in that moment, he said, and the fourth one, the fourth one, the fourth one looks like, where did he know about that man? In your obedience, in your obedience, you reveal Christ. In your obedience, in your obedience, you reveal Christ. For you see, God, our God, our God, is the consuming fire. So between fire and fire, one will consume the other. Hey. And there was a consuming fire within our brethren. So they were oh Yehovah. Praise God. Praise God. The King of Kings is inside of you. So scripture says, scripture says, the greatest of all is within us. The greatest of all. The greatest of all. The greatest of all. Because we know who we are. Because we know what we carry. We will obey. We will obey. You will walk with this man. Now they had a problem. The men who put them in the fire are dead. Anyone else who goes there will die. And the ones you put there for punishment are having a heavenly round table conference. They were having a discussion. You see, those three, their names, Azaria, 
Hananiah Amen. and Mishael. Amen. Hananiah, grace of God. Amen. <laughs> Mishael, who is like God. Amen. <laughs> Azariah, the strength and power of God. Amen. These were the men who were in the fire. Hello. Amen. Hello. Amen. But you see, at that time, Babylon wanted to, to change their identity. So most of them know them by the Babylonian names. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I like that. Are we getting this? Maintain your identity in God. Amen. Maintain your identity in God. So Nebuchadnezzar gets up. So here's the story here. And goes close. Mm. As close as the heat would allow him. <laughs> and he said, Oh, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. <laughs> as of this time, we can't come and get you out. So please, would you step out? <laughs> hey, step out. <laughs> Amen. You see, the moment we begin to obey God... God comes into the circumstance. The situation becomes God's own to handle. Hello. And so here were the men who were to be killed. Here were the men who were to be consumed by fire. And now they stepped out. One and two and three. What a catwalk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) With a swagger, they arrived. When they arrived before the king, now they had inspectors, doctors like yourself, with research mind. He said, now let's check. When fire comes close to anybody, the first thing that gets burnt is the hair. And they examined hair. And every hair was intact. Then they checked. They checked for the residue of smoke in their clothes and they sniffed it. Can you imagine the king and his officials sniffing your clothes and your armpit? <laughs> And they said that there was no smell of smoke in their clothing. No smell of smoke. I said, what is this? Guess the end declaration. Now the king raises up an edict. I've told you already, he is the law. (laughs) He passes a decree and everybody must obey. He says, let it all be. Let it be known in all my realms. That there is no other God. There is no other God. There is no other God like the God of these three. Let all revere him. They obeyed God. Submitted their body to the authorities of the land. God showed himself strong. I believe that by now you ought to have an appetite. 
and a resolve in your heart. That the pictures in my family album. The pictures in my family album. Are pictures of heroes. Men and women who obeyed God. We just told the story of three. I want my place in the family album. So I will obey. I will obey. And you begin to get yourself ready. That this life is short. And we may be given 70 years in this life. Let me back up. Before a human being is born, you have nine months of preparation in the womb. Nine months to live 70 years. Amen. Nine months to live 70 years. So we are in the womb of the earth. We are in the womb of the earth. Amen. 70 years to live eternity. Look at your neighbor. Blessed be the name of God. Say to your neighbor, say, "Mm." Hmm. (laughs) You know, be small. Tell your neighbor, you know, be small. (laughs) And then encourage your neighbor, say, neighbor. I see the grace to obey upon your life. You are well able. You are well able. You are well able. For it is not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. He will help you. There is someone called the Paracletus. He has been called alongside. Amen. Another name for the paracletus is advocate. A legal counsel that is brought alongside for you to answer cases before the king. Hello. Hello. So Jesus Christ said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you without help. But I will send someone like myself to you. And he will be in you. And he will be with you. And he will help you. Give you counsel. Give you counsel. Give you counsel. And when he gives you the counsel, you follow it and you end up where God wants you to end up. When we obey, when we set our hearts to obey, God does not see a difference between himself and the obeying servant. The obeying servant becomes an extension of himself at that point. That is how God works. So for God to establish his kingdom in the earth, for God to set up his kingdom, his mind was to raise up a people like Jesus Christ. Generation after generation of obedient people. 
Generation after generation of people who understand the ways of God, the will of God, the word of God, and the mind of God, and they begin to follow up. So God is looking at you. You are an agent for the establishment of the kingdom of God in your generation and for the generations behind you. So whilst Jesus Christ learned obedience by the things he suffered and when he was perfected when he had been perfected he became the author of eternal salvation so to function in eternal salvation after you receive the gift the rule for the gift is obedience so when you begin to walk in disobedience, you are moving contrary to the gift. The gift is of the kingdom of God. Its basic function is obedience to the Father. So anyone who has the gift and does not function like that, it is like you are trying to poke your own finger into your own eyes, put broomstick and everything. The eye is supposed to function in a certain way. You don't disturb that functioning. It does not matter your age. It does not matter how long you have been a believer for. What matters that today, if you would hear his voice, do not harden your heart. You see, you can teach yourself to be disobedient. You can teach yourself to be insensitive to God. When in small, small things, you are prompted. You set out, I'm going to visit Madame so-and-so. As you were going forth, then you just had a witness in your heart this person will not be there. So you decide, okay, um, let me go a little bit and call and see. So you get closer. Then you call. Once, twice. Third time it comes to he says, oh, hello, how are you? Where are you? He says, oh, I'm at Kaswa. Then you remember, I was prompted. Amen. Those little, little things are training ground to develop your capacity to obey. Can I help somebody here? Oftentimes, when we have some of those inklings and hunches and promptings, we describe it as something told me. Have you said that before? Something told me. Something told me. Mm. Believer. 
filled with Holy Ghost. Something told me. Now Holy Ghost has become something. So repent. Don't call Holy Ghost something again. If you are not sure, if you are not sure whether it's Holy Ghost, at least you can say, I sense that is all. But don't say something to him. Because if it is something, it could be demon. So just say I sense. Hello. Hi. John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, if you love me, if you love me, if you love me, me so your real state is not how much scripture you are able to quote and talk about like I'm doing today. The real state is how much you obey. He was called Jesus Christ the Lord because Lord because he became Lord of every single thing imaginable. By the rule of obedience. You have an elbow. Dig into the side of your neighbor gently. Say my neighbor. My neighbor. My friend. We are madamfo. We will obey. Now obey Amen. 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 Verse 16. Verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you how? Abide with you how? Abide with you how? Hey, I have news for you. So there is no time. There is no time that you can ever truly say, I have no one, I am alone. Unless you are sure and conclude which thing you can't conclude that God is lying. We already know that with God all things are possible, but He cannot lie. Amen. Seventeen. The spirit of what? The spirit of what? Whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. But you know him. You know him. By the same spirit you were given birth to. You know him. You know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. 
Eighteen. I will not leave you orphans. <laughs> I will come to you. Nineteen. <laughs> A little while longer, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Because now Jesus himself is not present in the natural. But when the world looks at his people, then they will see Jesus. Then they will see Jesus. When they see the way you love one the other, they will see Jesus. When they look at your patient endurance, they will see Jesus. And when they see the way you are patient with them, say, oh, sister, is, it, is everything okay? You see, there's a kind, there's a kind of a, a scripture union love that is not real. We used to walk like comma. Stand up like a man and walk, you know? You are a man. <laughs> and humility is not when you see Pastor. Oh, hello, Pastor. <laughs> you are not a frog. And then some of you, when somebody triggers something and you, you, you begin to think, you say, in fact, you. And yet, Bibi and Khan. What is that, Bibi? Now, for a big Kanwa, now who I say, what that was, Swanka said, did not feel what people say. Hello. Hello. Obedience allows God when you face impossible situations to make the impossible possible. To make the impossible possible. You, you, you see what is going on? So they had no water. They, they had no wine, sorry. He said, fill the water pot with water. Take it. Give it to the governor. Wine sellers are over there. What is this water business? Just obey. Whatever he tells you, do it. Whatever he tells you, Whatever he tells you. And when he gave it, the governor said, ah, Groom, what is this that you have done? Who keeps the best wine until the last? When people are, look, 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 look. This wine is so good. Say, yeah, that is my papa. The best, the best Amen. is coming. You understand? Amen. The more you obey, then you will see the best. Manifesting. Here is the other thing within obedience that Jesus Christ did. 
Which is something that most of us struggle with. He sacrificed himself. He sacrificed himself. When he stood before Pilate, he said, I can call a legion of angels. In one of the accounts, when the soldiers crashed on them in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Who do you seek? And then they said, Jesus Christ. And he says, I am He. And at the declaration, I am He, whatever power came out of Him, it knocked them. They went backward. Mm. Boom. Just, just the statement, I am He. Then by Matthew, Bible says that Jesus Christ, when he was about to leave, said, All oh, power and authority has been given to me. Therefore, I send you. All power. power. All power. And authority has been given to me. Please put it up for us. Matthew Matthew 28. Uh, From verse 18. Please put it up for us. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given me in heaven and on I have come to understand that we have a challenge. This statement is difficult for us to believe. Because the fact of the matter is that if we truly believe it, we will do crazy things. If we truly believe it, when God says go, we will go. I believe that these few days, a change is coming upon the people of God. Listen, 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 listen. Eggs don't fly. Eggs don't bite. Eggs don't swing. At best they may float. Eggs can't do any of those things. There are certain creatures like the king cobra can grow up to 12 feet long very fast. When it bites, within a matter of half a minute, you, if you don't get help, 20 minutes, you are a goner. 
But the egg of that snake is harmless. It is harmless. A baby will take it and crush it. But when that egg goes through the process of transformation and becomes a snake, the moment it hatches, it comes with venom. It may be one foot long, but it comes with venom. And when you allow it to grow, a full-grown man will think twice before you face that snake. The egg of an eagle does not fly. But after the months of gestation and it hatches, and being fed, run about six months, it becomes a fledgling with feathers. Then it begins to test its wings. And that creature, with an eight-foot span of wings, can move for 10,000 kilometers without stopping. Gliding on the wings. Amen. But the egg will not fly. Down in South Africa, I had opportunity to go close to a crocodile. So South Africa no to me a bear dentem. A dance you nanny pa. And it came out. You see that the creature knew who it was. When it lay down behind the fence, I went close and looked and walked the distance. 18 feet of crocodile. I said, But you see, that dangerous creature, when it is an egg, is no problem. What am I saying? There are great crocodiles sitting here. Amen. There are great eagles sitting here. There are powerful entities sitting here. Amen. But as long as you remain an egg, you mean nothing. But when you become what God wants you to become, then you will authority. Your obedience brings about a transformation. Your obedience brings about a transformation. Your obedience brings about growth. Your obedience mutates you to become all that God will have you become. Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? Now, you may say that, but this is a rhetorical question. It's not. I have come to learn that at least once a year, I must sit and ask this question to myself. And, and reposition myself 
in the light of the things I have learned over the past year, and then say, so Jesus is more than I knew last year. Because you have to share him. If it says, The better you know him, the better you know him. It does not matter how the world tries to twist, how philosophies try to twist, how they try to attack the Bible or attack Jesus. It will not change what revelation you have in Amen. your and he became obedient. Now obedient. And kept on obeying. And kept on obeying. And kept on obeying. And they called him up. And took him to the place, tied him to the pole, and then began to visit on his back. 39 lashes. And they whacked it. In modern times, any such visitation is a torture for you to change your mind. Or for you to give up some information. But Bible says in Isaiah that he opened not his mouth. He opened not his mouth. He sacrificed his back. So much so in the Psalms it was described as furrows on a farm. He sacrificed his back. And all the while that he was doing that, he was taking it in his body so that the diseases that will plague you would obey Amen. when they are told to come out. He's a man acquainted with grief. He bore our sorrows and our pains. And we deemed him stricken. Second, third, thirtieth, thirty-fifth, thirty-sixth, in the scripture, wood in significant places represents humanity. So he carried humanity. Amen. He carried us to bring us to a place that we may be revelators of the glory of God Amen. in our time. So whilst he was hanging on the cross, your name was in him. Generations at that time, generations after, generations after us, he settled something once for all time. 
I want to ask you what some no yembremuni nebebe nina or the baby to two here prekope ema yenina. And the strength of his sacrifice is because. There was no point where he was rebellious against God. He obeyed completely. And yet, he sacrificed himself. He took what others who, should, who were disobedient should have taken. Listen. Hmm. In modern time, if somebody decided in your, your situation and comes and says, Oh, here is $10,000, take. If you are not careful, for some of us, your knees will begin to shake. Say, he, he, thank you, 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 thank you. And then, Raymo, or how do you know the American dollar and people do better anymore? One year, Uncle Komoba will swam over Butua than Nipanasi. Everywhere you see the person, you get and say, Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Maybe you say $10,000 is more. So probably it is $500,000. Or perhaps for some of us, $500,000 is still peanuts. That is pocket change for the holidays in the Caribbean. So, so, for for all you know, so they decide, okay, let us make it 2.5 million euro, euro, euro. You you see. Now, do you, do you, do you, thank you, now I'm talking. (laughs) Oh, 10,000 dollars. Meanwhile, you know the interesting thing. For somebody, one pound. (laughs) Evagile. Because we can conveniently relate to monetary value systems. That, that came in. But what Christ has purchased. So that what you can inherit. So he says in Ephesians in chapter 1. And the verse 15, 16, 17, 18. He says, for this reason, since I heard of it, I do not cease to give thanks and to pray for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our, our Lord Jesus Christ may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, the eyes of your understanding being illuminated, that you might know Amen. the hope Amen. of his Amen. calling, Amen. that you might know. Amen. That you might know. Amen. What are the riches of the glory of what? Who's, who's inheritance? Who's inheritance? God's, God's inheritance where? God's inheritance where? People, so God has deposited his, his riches 
in you. Look, shake your head. Say, say, I'm not an ordinary man. Did somebody say, I'm not an ordinary woman? I said, say, I'm not an ordinary man. <laughs> I like to use that as an example because when you are told to say something, you don't know what is for you, so you just say, say, I'm not an ordinary man. I'm not an ordinary woman. I'm not an ordinary person. God chose to deposit in me uncommon riches. Uncommon. 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 Heavenly riches. He has placed it in me. So by the power of the Spirit of God, I am well able. I am well able. Can, can I become nationalistic a little bit? People of God, Ghana can flourish in 10 years. Ghana can become an exceptional nation in 10 years. If we become disciplined, if the believers are obedient to God, if we are humble enough, if we are doing the things we should do, Ghana can change in a moment. The bulk of the corruption we see in places is by believers. Many believers, many believers, many believers are going to church every Sunday. Either we keep quiet or we do it ourselves. Let none hear join in that party. From today, be the light in your workplace. At some point, it might mean perhaps you might lose your job. But like Daniel and his brothers, you may say, so what? And when you lose your job, God will look at your diligence and dignity and obedience and would honor you with something else. Do you understand? This is a season for the church of God to stand on their feet. This is a season to rise up in obedience. This is a season to take the power of God as he says we must take it. This is a season that you must walk by the power of the mind of Christ for you are no ordinary person. God did not make a mistake. God did not make a mistake. You have been called and selected to be a representative of the kingdom of heaven in this time to your generation. God bless you. God increase you. God open up his chambers to you. Amen.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. At the mention of the name 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 Jesus. That every need and everything that has a name, let it bow. Every inhibition. Everything that has snagged you, everything that has limited you, let it bow, let it bow, let it bow, let it bow, in the name of Jesus. Let liberty attend to your life. Let a holy fire be kindled in your spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. May Jehovah God lift his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May the light of his countenance burn brighter from within. That your transformation may become apparent. That you may know that there is a change within you. There is a change within you. There is a change within you. Let every word that God has spoken concerning you, and every word of scripture that you have known, become alive in your spirit. The Lord God strengthen you. The Lord God increase you and establish you. May your roots go down that you may bear forth fruit upward. May your life become an attraction to many. May your life be a message to those around you. May they look at you and see the goodness of God. May you set yourself as one who will be subject and obedient to the word and to the will of God. God bless you indeed in Jesus' name. Amen.